0: We need to have as much compassion and as much, you know, empathy, you know, for ourselves as like we do, you know, for everybody else. And it isn't easy,
1: is From Darkness to Life contains the real stories of individuals who found their way out of the darkness caused by mental health challenges and substance abuse. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please reach out when you're ready to ourcollectivejourney.ca or on Facebook at Our Collective Journey.
2: Do I look smarter with the glasses? Yeah, that's the only reason I wear them.
1: There's
2: not even lenses in there. You poke right, poke right through. Uh, do, you have, do you wear glasses, Amber?
3: I do. Yeah. yeah, I usually just when I work, and I haven't been wearing them enough but they definitely add a lot of sex appeal to me as well. It's, uh, you know <laughs> They're what? my sexitary glasses, I say.
2: <laughs> I can't help it, but I start wearing them on the end of my nose like this because I only need them to read, and then I'll look up if I need to see something far away, and I'll even do that now.
3: So You're like my dad when he's oh, fucking texting and driving, and he's like, I was like, we're all going to die, man. Like, you should <laughs> so, put that shit away. He's got
2: to put the phone where the hood ornament is in order to yeah. read it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well, Amber, welcome back Thanks. to uh, another edition of an Our Collective Journey podcast. Ryan, been a while since it I've is, seen you. yeah. And Derek, I don't know if I've ever seen you up until about uh, five seconds ago, five minutes ago. You are the uh, latest member of OCJ. So collectively, welcome. Thank you very much. We like to be incredibly, incredibly honest, and I think that's what has become one of the successes of what OCJ is all about, to to have these real conversations. Uh, and we want to hear about your story. But let's start with a very honest question. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you, are you nervous? Are you
0: tired? Were you anxious coming in here? Oh, I was a little bit anxious um you know uh when you have to talk about your uh past and um not the you know the uh, 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 fun stuff and you have to uh you know go kind of back to to a time when you weren't the best you know version of of like yourself um it definitely brought up some stuff today and I uh, get get not gonna lie had a pretty good try today I'm thinking about coming in here but
2: um, well it it takes courage to tell stories it takes a lot of courage after you know a lot of you have probably spent a lifetime trying not to talk about it you know and as humans we know what we know, whether we know it's a, a good pattern or whether we know it's not a good pattern, we get into that rut. And and that's where we tend to stick, you know, I mean, I, I, I still struggle with telling my story and I haven't told my story yet, Derek, and, yeah. and I don't know why. And so in advance, I thank you for being here to help inspire me, to help give me the courage To one day share my story. Likewise, uh, Amber, I I mean, you shared yours, and Ryan, you did the same, and so, you know, you're all contributing. And I think tears are a huge part of, you know, healing. I mean, to bottle that crap up, there used to be that stereotype (laughs) that, you know, tough people, strong people, Mm -hmm. they don't talk about, you know, what's afflicting them, right? They, They bottle it all up. Are you ready? You bet
0: where do you want to start? Ah, I guess my story starts at a very young age. Um, when I was, uh, f- uh four years old, um, I had, uh, something terrible happen to me. Um, it, uh, in, it was, um, uh, something that, had haunted me for a lot of my life. Um, I had um, somebody in charge of me who had obviously had, you know, something terrible happen to her. Um, uh, um, uh, Pass it on to me, I I guess. And um, I uh, started out at a very young age i'm struggling with who who and what i what, what what was um i grew up with anxiety i grew up with depression um and i had no idea what was you know happening i didn't i didn't understand um why I, uh, you know, felt um, like I didn't, you know, be long. And uh, from a very, you know, young age, I um, uh, struggled with um, a speech impediment and uh, that... Uh, brought a lot of anxiety and uh, trauma to me. Um, I uh, hated going to school I hated having to talk to people. Um, I did everything that I possibly could not to and um it led me to, you know feel even you know m- m- more as if I didn't belong anywhere and um when you're you know uh, you know you know feeling like you can't talk about what's going on in us eye to you um you start to internalize a lot of tough stuff as humans i mean we're, we're
2: social creatures and you're finding yourself not wanting to be in in social situations because of how you feel about yourself, probably because of how others acted and reacted yeah. and treated you. Yeah. And so this started when you were four. Um, as adults, we have a hard time understanding what our conditions are. So when you're four years old, I mean, was, was that normal to you? Did did you know that, you know, you had challenges? Did I mean, no? No,
0: I, uh, I... <laughs> I guess I, I understood, um, that, um, uh, the way that I was, you know, feeling constantly, uh, it probably, um, you know, wasn't, um, you know, not normal, but, um, I, I had no way of telling the people in my life what what like i was you know struggling with and um i recall the uh first time that i thought about taking my life i was 12 years old nobody should have those kind of thoughts
2: <clears throat> yeah. when they're 12
0: yeah so when you when you you know feel that way uh you know from a very Early age, um, you uh, you start to develop character laws, you know, to protect yourself, right? Because um, when you are hurt, uh, your mind and your body try to find ways to, you know, um, a, a. Adapt, and when that happens um, you know we we start to you know do th- things because we want to t- 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 tension we start to act out because we want to feel you know s- you know s- uh, s- uh, s- you know seen and um, you know as 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 I grew up um, I uh, started struggled with you know um alcohol and uh at a very young age i uh, found out that if i had a couple you know pops um that my you know confidence came up i was able to talk to people and um i uh i relied a lot on you know finding ways to numb and um, it uh, led me to um, do a lot of things in my past that i'm not proud of and uh, but i've been able to through a lot of work um, i'm now able to you know sit with my past and to sit with the way that i used to be um, because I understand that hurt people, you know, you know, hurt hurt people, right? And um, I was uh, I was able to start to understand that I was a certain way um, because of the traumas, because of the concussions, because of my childhood, and um, when I was able to accept all that. Um, I uh, started to take back some of the power that it had over me. In
2: in meeting with you and in, in, in speaking with you, um, you are incredibly uh, perceptive, and you you're speaking volumes and volumes of wisdom and advice. How did that come to be I, I i mean where where did that come from I, I mean is it intuitive I, I mean have you always been like that I mean really some people some people are are just you know natural leaders
0: um yeah i've um I guess I have always been um the person that people have you know come to when they've had their own issues right um from a very you know at y- get y- y- young age um I, I had people talking to me about things that i didn't really even understand um but um i've i have always been kind of you know somebody that people have been able to like open up to and um i uh, when i hit rock bottom um eight years ago um i was battling my de- I was battling um, um de- p- depression, anxiety, post concussion stuff, PTSD, um, undiagnosed ADHD, and um, I was battling in in a s- omnia. So when I was up at night, um, I decided that I was going to use that time in in a hmm. In a positive way, because um, I uh, felt like if like I could, you know, turn what what was perceived as as like a dark time into something that, you know, I I could turn into, you know, I could I could turn it into a time where where I was, you know, starting to to learn and to understand what exactly was happening to me, right? Because, um, I, I started to, you know, dive into, you know, uh, 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 uh psychology, um, I started to learn about anxiety and, uh, and the science and I started to learn about how my you know uh, 12 concussions had you know affected me and when I was able to finally understand what was happening with me um, I was able to start to have a lot more compassion for myself because I, you know, started to see that there was a way out. I just had to put in the time, and and um, I, I don't recommend anybody doing it the way that I did it, which was was it all
2: self taught? Like, um, like I, I, I you, you know, as an example, you have insomnia, you're not sleeping, so you make the best of that time. Yeah. It, so you've been sober for 8 years
0: um i have been um <laughs> that's 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 actually kind of yeah i um i didn't actually understand that i even had a you know a, a you know a a a, a, a you know a, a, a alcohol problem until about a mm-hmm. year and a you know Half ago, because I thought the way that I drank was just how everybody else did. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but it it turned into, you know, almost every day it turned into, you know, sometimes uh, s- starting in in the afternoon n- 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 and um, when you are dealing with alcohol and with, you know, pain. Killers. Um, It it can be a very toxic place to be, and um, I uh, I had to stop taking a lot of pain killers because I have a history of you know um, addiction in 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 like my family, and I uh, I didn't want to be dependent upon a pill because i i have an addictive personality um and i i had to be very careful as to the you know chemicals that i was putting into me so um i i uh, i'm um you know working every day um to be a better person and um you know i i you know found a lot of you know um growth i guess once i was able to actually admit i had a problem and um you know i um i uh i uh, you know, started on my own twelve-step program. That... Your your own? No, no, no. I s- no, I I have become a part of a twelve-step okay, all right. program. Yet, no,
2: all right. And that's one of the things that we talk about here at OCJ is is that there's not necessarily any one means Mm -hmm. to come out on the other side I mean what works for you Derek might not work for you and might not work for you I I mean what was Amber I I mean how did you find help what what was the rock that you depended on I I mean was it self-help did you reach out
3: really I did a lot of it on my own I didn't really realize I had a lot of resources and I just kept plugging away and failing and getting back up and failing and getting back up. Um, I think the cool thing about me being introduced to this group is I'm going to start going to meetings too um, and find a community here, right? So that'll be completely new to me, which will be really, really awesome. But yeah, mine was really just me pushing away. And then I did spend probably a year and a half in therapy in the last few years, just trying to understand my past and work through things because things really tend to unravel and come up when you least expect them
2: from your well, past. Too. And knowing why.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is, uh, I mean, until you know why I, I really don't think you can start to, you know, heal and move forward. Uh, what was it for you, Ryan? <clears throat> uh, mine was,
4: I guess, treatment, a 12 step based treatment program that I went to. I, I went to a private treatment center. I went twice. I, I, had to pay double to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: but it worked. I mean, oh, look, here you are yeah,
4: today. Absolutely, right? Right. But, you know, recently we've been doing a lot of education around this and a lot of training and stuff, right? And and the data shows that, you know, there's, like you said, there's lots of different ways into recovery, just like there's lots of different ways we end up in active addiction. Yeah. But the the studies that we've been circulating and reading through and exploring talk about how on average people in recovery use at least six different resources towards their recovery. So you're right. It's not just the 12 steps saved my life or yeah. a counselor saved my life. Right. It's like, <clears throat> that might be the the turning point, but what else can we put on your team? What else can we put, you know, in your support network to help you through this? So for me, it was um, 12 step and then it was exercise. And then it was trying to focus on nutrition. It was counseling. It was, I used at least six, if not more. And it all helped. Oh, hundred percent. And it all started to, you know, for me, it was we talked about this lots that it wasn't just the drugs and alcohol that were part of my problem. Right. At, at times that's the solution. So yeah. it was like, what's all the underlying shit there. Right. And then that's where the counselor came in and that's where the exercise came in and helped me figure out all this other stuff that were underlying
2: issues. And cause start- the, boo- the booze and the drugs and, and the pills it's, it's a bandaid solution. It's <clears> not a solution. I mean, we think it's a solution, right? I, sure. I mean, we just want to numb ourselves
3: it's our means of coping mm-hmm.
2: yeah. through yeah. the shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if that's all you know, you know you know, you need help. The system's failed you. So what options do you have? I think Derek's story, he just laid it out perfectly. Like,
4: look at all the underlying causes that he had. Holy crap, man. And then just thought, similar to myself, thought you drank like everyone else, and it wasn't a problem, but oh, my goodness.
2: And did anybody know, Derek, did, I mean, we are masters at – Hiding our illnesses, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would come home from work and I would drink anywhere from a Mickey to a two-six of vodka yep. a day, wow. a day. Wow. I'd, I'd be passed out at five in the afternoon so I could get up at three in the morning and go to work. And I wow. would choose vodka because nobody would spell it on my breath, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it minimized the hangover. And I would drink it straight. Yeah. I mean, to hell with water. For sure. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Well, 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 that,
3: well that shit helped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and after a while, that's not enough. You know, and so the next thing you know, I'm on the pills and the vodka, and then that's still not enough. So I'm on the pills, the vodka, and now I'm doing lines of cocaine Yeah, at 11 in the morning, going to bed at 5 in the afternoon. Wow. I have a career. I have a daughter. I have friends. I have family. And I'm pissing it all away. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can all understand and relate more than anybody. So when was the breaking point for you? When did you say, shit, enough's enough. If I don't do something, I'm not going to be here one morning.
1: Uh,
0: well, it was actually, um, a couple months after my, uh, son, um, was, you know, born and, um, I had thought that that was going to be the, you know, final piece that was gonna make me, you know, feel happy. And, Mm -hmm. um it uh that's not how you know life is you know one certain piece of it doesn't make everything you know good and um i uh i spend a lot of days and time um downstairs hiding away um i thought that i was hiding my my you know depression and that from my family and i thought i was doing them a favor by you know keeping it to myself right but i you know found out over the last bit that my daughter um knew what was happening and uh you know she had you know seen me drunk whether it was at parties or at you know cattle brandings or you know that stuff um I would I wouldn't know when to stop and then it went from you know b- 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 beer to all of a and now I want to drink rye right and um it it uh it <laughs> i I knew I was in a lot of trouble um, when I had put in all this time and had all this you know you know knowledge up in up in my head, but um, I still was you know so lost and um, I went to see a counselor uh, f- and um, it. It was absolutely amazing once I started talking because um, I opened up about (laughs) about my whole life, right? Because until that point, you
2: had a lifetime, a lifetime of hurt and trauma. How old was your daughter when she realized that she was seeing you in this way, that she was seeing you drunk? Like, how young would she have been? Probably
0: around five years old. And how old is she now? Uh, 13. So, um, yeah. So
2: that was a, a big push as well?
0: Oh, for sure it was, right? Like because I, you,
2: no parent wants to see their child have to watch their mom or their dad act this way.
0: Yeah. You know, through no fault of your own. Oh, yeah. Um, And I, yeah, when I, uh, I recall... Um, you know having that you know th- uh thought about taking my l- l- life and um it uh i struggled and uh one day um you know uh, part of part of my 12-step program that that i'm a part of the you know 12th step is to have a sp- spiritual uh awakening and um like every you know you know thing else in my life i tend to do things backwards and the hard way (laughs) (laughs) so
2: (laughs) well you know what (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think it's pretty safe to say everybody in this room has learned to do things the, the hard of way
3: resi- or yeah. the <laughs> past and most resistance yet yeah. yeah. so, fight it
0: yeah <laughs> yes well after that um you know i you know found that i had a you know purpose and my purpose in life was to be a dad my purpose was to use everything that had happened to me um to help others, and uh, it's um something that uh, I've had to work a lot on to ex you know ex at that, and um, I've had to do a lot of work on rewiring my brain hmm. and my perspective on all that tough s- you know stuff that that had you know <sighs> you know happened to me and when i was when i was able to actually you know sit with it sober for a long period of time um you know you you start to understand that um you know you 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 know you know can change and um you know i um i spent a lot of my you know life trying to change people and i've now come you know to understand that i can't change anybody <laughs> uh, you know i can i can just you know focus on on me me and
2: you're wise be really you are wise
0: beyond your years
2: man i mean just the nuggets of wisdom that that are coming out here i I want to interrupt before i forget you mentioned rewired and so ryan amber and and derek this is this is for all of you do you agree that the road to recovery is you, you do have to rewire you do have to reset and is that one of the hardest parts in 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 your lives
3: There's a lot of rewiring. We're ingrained from a young age to maybe think, feel or behave or not be able to communicate. And those things take a lot of time to change about yourself. And And it's
2: tough, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and I think that's a big reason of why it's so hard to to heal and to push forward because it's so tough. Yeah. You know, Uh, yourself, would you agree with that? that 100%.
4: You got to rewire? You do. Yeah. Because like we've heard earlier and you know um it becomes the normal right our our coping mechanisms and all our behaviors and thought patterns lots of times the thought enters our brain and we're doing it before we even recognize we're doing it and it's just a percent doesn't matter what it is right it's negative
0: yeah the
4: negative factions they just happen and uh for me it was explained to me you know that and anyway, and I could really resonate with it and really focus it because I'm a visual person, right? So it's a, it's a beaten path through the forest and that's our coping mechanism. We go back and forth through that path. There's no resistance. There's no struggle. There's nothing, right? But in order to rewire our brains, now just take 10 steps to the right where the mm. bush is thick and mm. it's weeded through and there's thorns and everything, right? You go through that once. Now you got a small footprint and that's your brain rewiring, right? Now you go through it again and again and again and eventually that becomes the path that's worn in and the, the actual path from previous you know, years or whatever starts to grow in. And it's the same way the brain rewires, right? We start doing something different over and over again, and it's, our brain starts making new pathways and the old ones start to die off.
2: So. And, and before you can rewire, did you find that, and again to, to all of you, that you had to strip yourself right down, not necessarily physically, but I, I mean break yourself right down until you couldn't take it anymore so you could rebuild yourself up again? And if that's the case, I mean, that had to be one of the most incredibly difficult things that that
0: all of you have had to experience. Yeah. um, I guess uh, when when you have to, you know, be present with the past, um, it 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 causes us um, to be uh, triggered. Right. And uh, one of the, you know best things that i ever learned about the brain was that it it does have the ability to be you know fixed um our our brains um have a thing called uh oh, n- n- neuroplasticity so it's it's it is the brain's ability to repair its health. so um you start to focus on you know positive things, right So when you know something comes up you you have to have the ability to challenge that thought and when you when you have the when you have the proper tools mm-hmm. to be able to challenge your you know thoughts and your you know feelings because I know one of my ish, well, one of my problems um, is that sometimes I react too quickly because I'm reacting from a place of, you know, feelings instead of taking the feeling part out of it and being able to, you know, <laughs> look at something with, you know, data instead of just all this, you know, crazy energy right and um it's like having road rage except you're not in the car exactly <laughs> it's you
2: happening know? all inside of <laughs> yeah it. yeah you react instantly instantly and i think that's a big part of it as well as so are you continuing to heal are are, are you at where you want to be at never are you i i mean it's
0: it's always a work in progress isn't mm-hmm. it No, it's kind of a trick question. Yeah, no, just about (laughs) that. Yeah, I've I've uh, entered into a a a a, you know um, a I'm in a place now, I guess, um, where I don't ever want to stop, you know, learning, and um, you know, uh, humans are wired to to have a need to, you know, feel um, a part of a community. M- 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 uh, people are, you know wired to you know feel good about themselves when they're helping others and and I don't think that that's, that is that is by accident I um I uh, think that there's you know something divine about the way that our bodies you know, work. And I, you know, I'm uh, constantly trying to, you know, focus on my physical health, um, my, you know, uh, spiritual health, and my, you know, m- me- mental health because, you know, every day's d- d- different, right? And, um, you know, what. What you're challenged by on a Tuesday might not be what you're challenged by on, you know, uh, you know th- by the s- Saturday, right? So um, I uh, think that we all need to be constantly looking at, at ourselves and, you know, trying to find ways to uh, take back the uh, power that are, yeah. that are past and that are, you know, traumas have, you know, taken
2: away from us. Mm-hmm. Is that your motivation then? What motivates you to get up every morning and go, oh. I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. Cause you talk about how people come up to you and, and they want to hear your story and that, you know, you're giving them courage and you talk about how you want to be a dad for your family. Are these some of the most important things or is the most important thing to look after yourself first and then everything else falls into place?
0: Um, <laughs> I've come to to have a understanding that um, you know we we need to take care of of you know uh, us right, and when you take care of of like your self, um, in a non selfish w- 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 way right, um, I I I believe that it does, uh, you know. Um, it's it is part of being a good dad it's part of being a good partner it's part of um being you know um being a a good man right and um i guess what gets me out of bed every day is trying to be a better person than i was the day you know previous right um i'm uh, in in a spot now where i have a you know f- a uh, it's called a f- uh, a uh, a chance um, to to you know focus on on the positives and uh, you know my fiance and my you know kids um, are are why I get out of bed on on <coughs> the you know t- 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 tough days because I. I spent too much of of my, you know, past not showing up as the best person that I could be. And I I, I want my kids to be able to, you know, um, want my kids to be able to be, you know, proud of their dad, right? And I want them to be able to, uh, um, you know... L- it's all right. I want them to be able to, um, have, you know, somebody who, who they can turn to when, when they have, you know, those tough times. And I uh, think that it's very, um, important that, um, I, you know, show up and get out of bed every day now because I have people who, um, who de- depend on me, and I i don't want to ever let them down again. Whew. I'm getting all
2: worked up now. Yeah, me too. What's, what's the motivation for you guys? Amber, Ryan, what, what pushes you to make today a better day than yesterday? Well, I think I share a lot of
4: similarities with Derek, and it's just to be a better version of myself. I know what it was like out there before and what... You know, since doing the work um, to get into recovery, which is a lot of, like we touched on a lot of personal hard work, we got to really get things ripped open and, and figure out what all that is and be accountable to it and um, start working towards being that better person. But now that I recognize, you know, what I was like in my previous life, I never want to go back to being that person again. And I know how much work it's taken hmm. to get where I am today. And uh, I know I can slip back if I stop doing all that work. It's a it's a daily reprieve for me of my addiction. Um, but it's not just the addiction, right? It's it's all the pieces I've strung together now through that hard work to be this better version of myself. And I know if I start slipping on a lot of that personal work, I'll go back to being that same old self-centered, arrogant, ego-driven asshole.
2: <laughs> and it doesn't take a lot. And it doesn't no. take a much, it, you know, it, it doesn't, right? Totally. I mean, you have one bad day or if you find yourself... In the wrong situation with the wrong people, uh, at least, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's been my experience. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You
3: constantly have to put the work in. Yeah. And constantly be looking ahead. That's mm-hmm. what I find. I don't ever want to be that person I was 15, 16 years ago either. So and I choose to not be that person either. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it is a choice. So that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Recognizing what we used to be like. Understanding we don't want to be like that anymore. Sure. And then believing that we can be better people.
0: Oh for sure. And and um I uh I would have to say that the greatest you know le- 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 lesson that I've had to, you know, drive home is that, you know, we need to have as much compassion and as much, you know empathy you know for ourselves as as like we do you know for every buddy else and it's it's it is a lot easier to um have it you know for others because um we you know sit for a long time in in a dark spot and um, I, uh, you know, felt that um, I had let um, everybody down and um, um, when I was, when I was able to, you know, truly and finally, you know, understand everything that was happening to me, everything that was going on in me, um, I was, I, I was able to step, you know, Back and go holy fuck Derek that's that's a lot of
2: shit what was the what was the single hardest step for you to start to heal?
0: Uh, I would have to say um uh, like was it
2: recognition
0: no it 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 was me, you know, understanding that there was more to life than just who I had been. Right. And, um, when, when I, you know, came to understand that, um, that I had the power and I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, change, um, I, I, uh, took it because I had, you know, seen, uh, you know, family, who, who had lost their battle to, to like their, you know, past. And, um, I, I, yeah, I, I did not want, um, to be a, a, you know, burden on, on the people who, who I had in, 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 I know, like my life. So, um, once I was able to get into see a counselor um, on a regular basis, that 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 was absolutely huge for me, right? And um, I I would definitely you know tell people not to do things the way that I did them um, because it's it 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 is hard. Um, you know, ask people for help, right And mm-hmm. um, I guess part of what we are trying to do here is to I know to let people understand that there are people who want to help you and and it isn't because we're trying to, you know you know change the whole we're, 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 we're world you know we're we're just trying to help one person at a time you know to understand that there is a a i don't know a like way out but Mm -hmm. it it isn't easy and when we have people in our lives who who are vibrating at the same you know energy as us um it uh it totally allows us to open up and to accept that l- l- love, which yeah. uh, I think a lot of us don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was
2: an epiphany and, and an awakening of sorts <clears throat> that made you realize, uh, what about you, Amber? What, you know, what was the, what was the single hardest step for you? Um, cause it yeah. has, it has to start somewhere, right?
3: Like coming out of my addiction, Yeah, I think like very similar to where he started was just waking up one day and realizing that, you know, even though I was in a really shitty place and I did a lot of shitty things and had a really shitty hill to climb coming out of it. But I just held on to this inkling of of a desire to not be that person and knew that there was a value in me and that I didn't need to live a life Mm Full of chaos and crazy, and I didn't need to repeat history.
2: Because there is always hope. There's always hope. Always. There is, yeah. Even if there's a glimmer.
3: Yeah, and I had a lot of fences to mend on my way out of that, and I knew that, and you just have to trust the process.
2: Well, what's the shitty part? Because, I I, I mean, if it was easy to recover, if it was easy to heal, hell, the world would be a very happy place, wouldn't it be? Unfortunately, you know, managing and coping and becoming better it's not an easy road for sure what was it for you ryan i mean what was the what was the breaking point Uh, or or what was the single biggest hardest step in getting clean i think it was you know
4: struggling with that concept that i was an addict that addiction had me right that i wasn't going to be able to solve this on my own because you know i've talked about this lots before that i was brought up as a man and big tough man you don't talk about your problems, we fix our own problems, all these things, right? And to be able to surrender and admit that I had a problem that was beyond my own capability of fixing and uh, just admitting that, man, I am, I'm a drug addict and an alcoholic. I need help with this. And like Derek said, like we've all said, right, once you surround yourself with the right people who are speaking the same language as us and people who have been there before, it does get a lot easier. My Mm -hmm. goodness, it gets a lot easier. Um, So I think that was one of the biggest the light bulb moment, right, was that's when life started to change when i first admitted i was an addict and i needed help. um and then the 12 step program that i'm a part of, right? there's tons of literature and that's for me that's you know where all the magic starts happening is digging into literature and f- just like derek did in those dark nights when he couldn't sleep, right? start yeah. using those moments for positive things and some of the things in that literature it talks about uh I'm not responsible for my addiction, but I'm a, now I'm responsible for my recovery, and that yep. hangs with me every day. Right? If I want to go back to being a victim and and uh, pointing fingers instead of looking inward, um, I'll go back to that old way I used to be for sure. But now that I know every morning I get up, I'm responsible to be a better person. I'm responsible for my recovery, and it's all dependent on what I do today, how successful my day mm-hmm. is going to be. And that piece really drives me each day is that congruency. Let's
2: walk the walk. Let's walk. Let's try the to walk. get better and, and just be there to be that. So does it, does it feel good? How do you feel at the end of the day, you've gotten through one more day and you can look in the mirror and you can go, you know what, I was the best that I could be all day. Does that provide inspiration for you?
0: Oh, it does. Um, you know, uh, something that I've, I've had to, um, you know, work on is, you know, focusing on the things that, um, that I'm, you know, I guess, proud of, right? Like, um, you know, coming to an understanding that yes, I do have character, you know, f- you know, f- uh, f- it's called f- uh f- uh, f- uh f- l- 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 laws, but I also have great parts of me, right? Mm. And uh, one one mm. of the one of the best things that i have ever heard and it it um it honestly changed me was when my counselor said to me that my stutter it's 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 you know part of me and um i i spent a long time trying to you know hide it and um you know i i have now come to understand that it it is part of me, but it isn't who I am. And um, when you're able to, you know, challenge, you know, a huge part of as to why you, you know, felt like a freaking outcast, um, you know, you start to have a lot of, you know, patience, right? And, you know, our... Our character defects make us fucking, you know, human, right? And um, But you're
2: refusing to let it define who you are now. Yeah. Likewise for you, Amber, yeah. and likewise for you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another common denominator here that when we are struggling with whatever those demons are, we are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst critic. We beat ourselves up more than anybody around us. And that doesn't add to it. Um, how important is it to love yourself? Oh, that and, was, and, uh, and how, <laughs> and how hard is it to find that love for
0: yourself? That, uh, that part of it was huge. And, um, I, uh, I grew up in a Catholic home and, um, going and battling all, all of my, you know, st- you know, I started to feel like I what wasn't a good enough person to be accepted by my higher power, and uh, when I started to learn about uh, you know Buddhism, um, it it um, helped me. To understand that I needed to live right, right now, right, and um, when I was able to uh, find that that compassion, um, I I was able to you know find my way back to the cross, and um, uh, a uh, huge part of you know self love, you know you know is is to have a understanding that you know your higher power understands everything that that you've ever had happen and he, you know he he understands your whole life right because there is um There isn't anything else that I have been able to find that has, you know, brought me, um, uh, you know, that, uh, self love love, and, um, you know, understanding that you are important and that you do matter, um, is is a big part of getting out of that you know shitty space and um you know i think that hope is a huge thing and um each of us has you know faith um, it might not necessarily be in in a god it might not be in in you know your your you know family but each of us has a faith in us something it can be um you know it can be our it can be our our job it it can be in you know the uh people that we choose to you know hang 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 out with now and um when you when you let go of of the preconceived you know person that you are um you're you are you are totally at a spot where you can just you know f- let let it all just be gone because it you don't have to carry it all right there's there's you know people who will stand beside mm-hmm. you and um they will help you carry your you know, darkness, and um, I've uh, I am so grateful that I have found people like Amber and Ryan and Rick and you, Poncho, okay. and you know Damon, who have you know accepted me for who I am, and I haven't um, had that a lot, and now I do. So <laughs> feels like I'm at home. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, and I hope you do feel at home you know and and that's how you found to love yourself um how did you find it amber
3: wow the word carrying was huge for yeah. me because i i think that that really hit home for me because i think that when i stopped carrying my mother's death on my shoulders is when when i really was actually able to to be okay and to be happy and to love myself
2: how much did you three blame yourselves
3: <clears throat> oh, I, I know I did.
2: I did. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Ryan, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's yeah. a big part of it too. Yeah. You know, loving yourself and realizing that it's not your fault, mm-hmm. you know, and also realizing that it's okay to have those that love you to share the load, to help take some of that burden, at least for a little while, at least to em- empathize, you know, mm-hmm. sympathize, I think is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you learn to love yourself?
4: Uh, it was all a process. I mean, there was no magic moment where I flipped the light on one day and looked in the mirror and said, Oh my god, I love you, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're a good
4: looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like am a mud, handsome son go of a bitch.
2: Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> go.
4: That's the way I used to be. Ooh, look at me. But no, uh I think it's all part of that recovery piece, right? For me, recovery wasn't just and it wasn't just giving up the drugs and alcohol and having that out of my life, it was like, that's sobriety to me. I was clean and sober, but I sure wasn't in recovery. And it was based on, you know, like we talked throughout this whole episode, the six different supports or whatever that is, right? For me, it was like, man, what what does recovery mean? So I had to really dig into that. And and it's a better quality of life, right? The drugs and booze are gone from my life now. But without anything else, I'm still doing the same old shit and I'm still the same old asshole, so it was like, let's figure this out and figure out who I really am, what I like. So it was digging into all those values that I had instilled in me from a young age. You know, whether it's 12 steps, CBT, whatever therapist you're going, whatever that is, right? It's all working on those behaviors and, and thought patterns and all these things that we grew up with. And it's all part of recovery, right? When I talk about I'm responsible for my recovery, it's not just get up and hope I don't use or drink today. It's, you know, it's all these tools I've, I've been blessed to receive over the last seven years and uh, I utilize them on a daily basis. And it's like, it's just empowering myself to be a better person. So it's whether it's like I said earlier, CBT, you know, I I do a lot of research around that and some training around that. (laughs)
1: It's,
4: it's all these thoughts and beliefs, right. And, And reframing those and looking at them through a different lens and, and practicing, practicing, practicing. So it's not when I have, you know, this is a big message for parents out there, anybody who's struggling with addiction or a loved one, There's no magic light switch, right? It's like, if you want to get in recovery, have the desire. That's the biggest piece, the acknowledgement, the willingness and have the desire to change your life. And then it's like, man, we can help you with all these other avenues, these finding your six supports or whatever it takes, but that's the piece. It's not a magic light switch. It's like, okay, I'm willing and I'm ready
3: got to believe in yourself totally that you're ready to
2: fight the fight and again there isn't a rule book i mean what works for you isn't going to work for you and what works for you isn't going to work for you for sure
4: and i know for me it was that acknowledging piece that man i don't know everything like i thought i used to right my best (laughs) thinking got me to (laughs) my best thinking took me to suicide in a truck in a frozen field so that was the best thought you had when you were (laughs) right that's where my knowing everything about me that's where it ended and I thought, man, when I'm open and willing to taking other people's suggestions like Amber and Derek and you, Poncho and Rick and Damien and counselors, I've had and therapists and yep. treatment centers and just be willing to try some other shit because, man, I don't know what's best for me. And my best thinking got me to suicide. So
2: look, looking at your past, Derek, and where you are now, and you wouldn't have thought it then. And again, Amber, and again, Ryan, this, mm-hmm. you know, just goes out to, to all of you, uh, do you do you think that you were irrational with your thoughts and your actions, looking back?
0: Oh, for sure I was. Um, but uh, when you don't know any other way, yeah, um, that's that's when our brains and and our bodies get stuck in our you know traumas, and um, un, until we are you know able to let go of of that stuff um, we're gonna continue to you know struggle to cope in a you know positive way and um, i i I understand that when um, somebody chooses to get better um, this start can be so scary mm-hmm. and um, you might have to try a different, you know, you might have to try t- t- a couple different counselors. You might have to try a couple different pills. You might have to, you know, but uh, you have to be completely honest with everybody. Um. So you know, now I depend on on my on my doctor, on my sinos you know, uh psychologist, my sinos you know, psychiatrist. And I, I depend on on a team of, of people to put my best, you know, self out there. And, you know, um, trusting is a tough thing, you know, f- hmm. right f- for us to do. And, um, you know, human beings are so easy to, you know, you know, f- you know, follow. And um, when you when you make that choice to change, you stop. You know, following the fucking herd, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you stop being a
0: fucking sheep. And um, yeah, I just i i I believe that um, a lot of people get get dis- c- c- discouraged at the start because it is so hard and it's yeah.
2: ki- it's kind of like i like analogies and I'm, i just kind of thought of this one so it, and you said it's incredibly hard to start it's like we're all at the bottom of a mountain and we're looking at the top and you're like holy fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> i am never gonna make it i am never gonna make it but it starts with the first step yeah. And that first step is the toughest. And there's not necessarily only one path to the top of mm-hmm. that mountain, 100%. is there either, right? I mean, there's all kinds of different paths, and you have to find the one that works for you. Final thoughts, Derek? Final thoughts. Um, On I... anything, even if you want to talk about your Metallica hat, which I absolutely <laughs> love, by the way. No, um,
0: I'm, uh, I uh, truly, um, you know, have come to understand that taking care of, of like ourselves requires a team, and um, it requires a team because none of us know everything, right? And um, we uh, we uh, have to put people in in like our circles that truly have our best, you know, in tensions and um you know uh, getting getting out of of the you know past and getting out of of our like own heads um requires <laughs> a level of of honesty it uh, requires um a level of dedication that um can sometimes be hard to find when you feel you are all alone and um you know i'm uh, very you know not gonna say happy but very uh you know appreciative now of um everything that that has happened to me and um when you when you are are you know at a spot where, um, like you can sit and you can, you know, think about the past and you can think about your darkness and, and you are able to change your perspective on the whole, you know, thing, um, you know, you start to take back a lot of power. And I think that, um, you know, when, when we don't have. The power in our hands. You know, we try to find external stuff to, you know, cope. And um, I am, you know, very, very, you know, proud, I guess. Very, very, you know, ex- ex- excited, um now because I I, I understand that there is a way out mm-hmm. and, um, it's, yeah. How young are you? 39 years young. Okay. Um,
2: you are wise beyond your years. You, you really, really, really are. And I think it's a testament to how much work you've put in to becoming a better person. And I think it's a testament to how much work you continue to put in. Right. Cause <laughs> you, you've, you've got your eye on the prize, man. Um, Amber, Ryan, any final thoughts, any questions?
4: Uh, for me, I, I just want to say, I think it's pretty obvious why Derek's sitting in here today, part of OCJ after getting to know him. And, you know, this is one of the strongest, most vulnerable, bravest dudes that I know. And I've yeah. known, I've known Derek for over a year now and. He instantly connected to him because of that
2: piece. I think you're going to connect with a lot of people that are part of OCJ. You know, I mean, you tell an amazing story. For sure.
4: And I think one of the biggest pieces, like I've, Derek and I have done some training together recently and Derek's now an accredited recovery coach and anybody out there who is looking for some, you know, that shining light, a little bit of hope. This is a great man to get connected to. Uh,
2: you don't bring this. up. I mean, how humble are you, there, man? I mean, man, man. Yeah, phone, you
4: know? our, phone our office. We got. It's on the website. It's on. Phone us, and and you can connect with Derek anytime you want. And he's. I've watched. He answers the phone. He, you know, if it's seven o'clock on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening, Derek answers the phone. So, give us a call. Um, same as Amber. I mean, we attract, like Derek said, the same kind of vib- vibrant. How did you put it? People that vibrate on the same level. It's yeah. Yeah. true, right? Yeah. It's it's our circle now and it's our people. And uh, I really believe the right people get put in our paths at the right time. And Amber crossed our paths yeah. this summer. Derek crossed our paths last year, but joined us this year. And it's just been amazing, right? And, and, and I'm just so proud to be part of this organization. I, and
2: I know it's a cliche that you, but there is so much truth to it that you get what you want out of the universe when when yeah. you put that energy out there. Yeah. Right. I mean, whether it's the bad or in this case, whether it's the good, the very good, the very positive. Um, anything that you wanted to add, Amber?
3: Yeah, I think, Derek, you're a pretty, a pretty stand-up guy. <laughs> I've known Derek for how many months? <laughs> not, not very many. And you've been an absolute blessing to get to know. And I'm so happy to be part of this family and, and be part of his journey. And he can be part of mine because I feel like I ha- I could learn a lot from him as well.
2: Yeah. I, I know I've learned a lot just sitting here with the last little while speaking with you. I want to finish this up. I wrote something down that, that you said. And I, I again, I, I think it's just a, a nugget of one of the many pieces of wisdom that you've doled out here today. You have to be present with the past. I've never heard that before. And that's something that I want to carry around with me because I think there is so much importance in that. You can't forget about, who we were we can't dwell on who we were either but i think you need to be aware of that especially in today because we we do have to live in the moment you know we got to put a little bit of thought towards the future but i i think anybody that suffered any kind of mental health issue we tend to beat ourselves Mm -hmm. up and we tend to live in the past and and we can't do that so the fact that you said you need to be present with the past it blew my mind man genius it is (laughs) is.
1: don't i'm no
0: genius (laughs) i just had a a like ton of time to uh, learn about stuff and um yeah it's it's uh i'm you know so humbled um to be doing something now that uh i can use all all of the past shit um to uh you know not you know change people, but to help them to be inspired to to make the changes. And mm-hmm. um, we we cannot change anybody in our life, but we we have an opportunity to to you know listen. Le- 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 we have an opportunity to you know coach, and we have the opportunity every day to use our past to to be, you know, a, uh, yeah, I guess a, you know, light. And um, it's, it, it isn't always, you know, e- 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 easy, but um, I'm, yeah, so humbled and so appreciative to be a part of this. So and I, I <laughs> think, Poncho.
2: well, no, are you, I think we're honored to, to be sharing the same space with you. And I think we are incredibly grateful mm-hmm. that, you're in a you're a part of our collective journey um so thank you derek thank you amber thank you ryan great to see everybody nice to meet you derek i know you and i are going to have many conversations down the road i can't wait the end the end are you ready to start recording
1: From Darkness to Life is an Our Collective Journey podcast. These are the true stories of struggles and triumphs against addiction and mental health challenges. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please consider supporting OCJ by visiting ourcollectivejourney.ca and clicking Donate. All proceeds go to supporting the health and wellness of people in our community. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pape. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Cruikshank. From Darkness to Life is a Plugged In Media Network exclusive. Thank you for listening.